What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 133 of Smack Talk from SmackOutMoment.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and with me on the mic this evening, we have Mike Payton. Sean Walker. Zack Ryder had an entrance this week. <laughs> yes, he did. He also had a flag, but he got rid of that eventually. Miguel Leon. Now, since Ryder is technically Italian, does that mean we could still consider Rusev racist? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> and Steven Wago. <coughs> Just the... Eh. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> summon a summon a summon a. That's all his contribution for the night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Right. Uh, what we're going to do this episode is break down all the matches that are coming our way for WWE's Payback Pay-Per-View, which is popping up on Sunday night. We're also going to do the Hot Tags of the Week. We're going to take a little break with the Rest Hold. We're going to do the Outro and all the other normal kind of stuff, as well as Part 1 here, the Ask Him Wrestling Trivia Question of the Week. Last week's question was from myself. We were talking about Evolution, and we did a Call the Spot, which included all the members of Evolution, including uh, Mark Jindrak. So it ended up being about Mark uh, Jindrak. And the first part of it for the panel was which WWE superstar was almost in the football film Remember the Titans, which was Mark Jindrak. Uh, Really? Yeah. Apparently he turned down a part in that. Wasn't that filmed during... Was that still filmed when he was in WWE, or was that filmed when he was in WCW? I think WCW at the time. Yeah, because that, that was uh, late 90s, I believe. 99, 98. Yeah, somewhere in that time period. So that would have still been WCW era, I think. But Yeah, and WCW would have found a way to ruin that publicity. <laughs> uh, so tying that into Mark Jindrak and movies as well, the question for you guys was, uh, what stable was he a part of that was also named after and inspired by a movie? which ended up being Natural Born Thrillers, which is based off of Natural Born Killers, which I did not really like that movie, but uh, your mileage may vary on that. And his stablemates were Mike Sanders, Sean Stasiak, Chuck Palumbo, Johnny the Bull Stamboli, Reno, and the other part of the question was who did he win the Tag Team Championship twice with, and that is Sean O'Hare. One of my all-time favorite uh, gimmicks that was just dropped too quickly. So, who got it right and who got it wrong? We have here Watchman King 67 got it right, Natural Born Thrillers, and teamed with Sean O'Hare. Mr. Biggs, aka The Bad Guy, got it right as well with the same answer. Moro Supremo says, I don't know who is he. Well, I already gave you the answer there. And Vital Witness says, Steve Mickens and the Dreamers. I totally don't get if that's a reference to something else, but it's wrong. So, uh, <laughs> something's going over my head with that one. So, the question for this week. Miguel, hit us with it. Well, seeing as how nobody else brought a question with them, I had to salvage this this group tonight (laughs) and bring us two questions. Now, the first question is going to be to you guys, and it pertains to the Intercontinental Championship. Who was the first African-American to hold the Intercontinental title? Ahmed Johnson. Booker T. Damn. Farouk. Uh, Mango got it right. Ahmed Johnson. Yes. Pro River Rip. Yeah, and, and, and a guy who I think could have won the WWE title had he not been so injury prone. <laughs> I think it could have had a run. No. We're, we're, we're talking about 96, early 97, pre-Austin era. He could have had a, a small run. Michael's, the only, the that was only Michael's run, time. The only run he could have had was shit going down his leg. <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> 
But given how dark he was, would you really know, notice? <laughs> you get into Drew territory. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on. When, when has there ever been a, w, a, a black WWE championship? I'm, um, champion. I mean, seriously. seriously. Now, we're, now we're getting into black fall territory. Now we're, getting into, now we're getting into Paul White. Oh, am I, am I mixing up, am yeah. I mixing up uh, my characters? Never mind. <laughs> so, we next have to, yeah, yeah right, the next, next the next question, the question I'm going to throw out to you guys is actually a two-part question. Who is the youngest WWE superstar, male WWE superstar, to ever hold a title, and what title was it? Hmm. I think I might know the answer to that. And if you guys know, or you just want to go ahead and take a guess, tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim, or leave a comment below on YouTube, or leave a comment on the website, and on the next episode, we'll tell you who gets it right and who gets it wrong. We're going to roll along here in part two with the hot tags of the week, so stay tuned. It's time for the hot tags, everybody. Hot tags! Get your hot, hot tags, tags ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bunch of different stuff that we're going to talk about this week, and per usual, we got some funny things, some interesting things, some serious things, a bunch of different things that span the gamut here. Let's talk WWE legend things here. Ric Flair is going to come back, and he is going to either manage Dolph Ziggler or The Miz. Apparently, WWE wants him to manage The Miz, and he wants to manage Dolph Ziggler. This is kind of the same thing that happened last year, where it seemed like they were really gearing up towards him and Ziggler being a team, and it ended up going to The Miz. So that's, uh, that's kind of odd that they're really um, sticking to this. And they're not going, okay, just do what you want. Let's try the Dolph Ziggler thing. Because Ziggler's not in the middle of doing anything right now anyway. So uh, that's kind of odd. I'm hoping that he goes with Dolph Ziggler because I think that's a much better fit. But if he goes with The Miz, maybe it'll work this time around. I don't know. Payton, what do you think? Well, for one, I don't take any belief in this. This seems just like a lot of scoop, 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 scuttlebutt that someone is just rustling up to try to get some headlines. Whatever their decision is, I'm sure nobody fucking knows. But... With these two prospects in front of me, I actually think The Miz is the better choice. I don't get what the big deal about Dolph Ziggler is. I mean, a lot of people complain about, oh, The Miz, he's had these opportunities and he blew it and he's been around for all this time. Dolph Ziggler has been around longer. Dolph Ziggler has been a world champion more times. He's been around for like almost 10 years and he hasn't really been able to hit himself up into that next level. And, you know, people will say how he's hold back. Bull- bullshit. He has not gotten himself to sustain there like other people have. And neither is The Miz. I'm not saying The Miz is, like, super awesome, as he would uh, declare himself. But I would stick him with The Miz. You already got yourself going into that story with him giving him the figure four. The Miz is going to have a lot of headlines coming up with the movies that he's himself got himself involved with. Uh, what was he just shooting? Was it another Marine or something? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got the Marine movie coming out. He's much more marketable than Adolf Ziggler is. I'd, I'd put him with Miz. Hmm. Miguel? Now it's obvious that Ric Flair is the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> and Dolph Ziggler is clearly a fan, a fan to the people. The people like him. But WWE doesn't listen to the people. They'd rather push The Miz, who couldn't draw heat if you lit him on fire. <laughs> that being said, if they feel so content with putting The Miz in the main event and not Dolph Ziggler, then I guess the only thing they could do at this point is to put him with Ric Flair. If there's anybody that can get heat on a guy, it's the dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> that is such a fucking good impression. 
<laughs> Sean? Put him in Legends House. That's it. <laughs> just Legends House. I heard the door creak. I like imagine him going, Sean, go up to the door. What? <laughs> no, that was actually my chair. I, I was oh. rocking in my chair. But but if I had to pick, I'd rather see him with, with the Miz. Any reason why? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was that your version of a Mark Madden stop? Who? <laughs> Where go? No, um, <laughs> so yeah, fucking anticlimactic. <laughs> okay, as far as uh, my pick goes, I uh, think the Ric Flair is better off being with Dolph Ziggler. The Miz can talk. The Miz can pretty much do it all, even in the ring, I think he's capable enough to be at the point where he's fine on his own if they actually have a direction to push him in. Dolph Ziggler, however, I think is very overrated. He's fantastic in the ring, and that's about it. Uh, Flair sways more to the show-off gimmick than he does to whatever The Miz is, and he can be a mouthpiece for Dolph Ziggler because Dolph likes to do this promo style where he talks really, really fast and he thinks it's cool, but it's just irritating and you don't actually have anything stick with you from his promo. It just kind of fades and it's like, what was that? So I think Ric Flair for him would be a great mouthpiece. Here's one idea that maybe they can kind of combine from some other ideas that have been thrown around on, you know, scoops, scoops, scoops and everything. People had suggested before that Dolph Ziggler and The Miz could team up. Why not have Ric Flair be a manager for both of them? They could just be it, a tag team. It makes sense. I mean, you kill two birds with one stone. I mean, both of them have got not got much to do. And if you throw them in the tag division, it's a good feud to have against the Usos. And just because they're tagging up with each other and partnering a lot does not mean that they can't be in main event feuds as well. They don't have to be, you know, oh, they're, they're partners and they're friends or whatever, so they are only in the tag division or something like that. Why not? Um... Next thing here, Sabu has been advised to retire from professional wrestling. Too many injuries, and it's all built up and gotten to the point where his doctors are saying, look, just give it up. And you know what? If a doctor tells you that, more than likely, it's right, and you should knock it off. Um, Sabu is not somebody who really has been wrestling a safe style for his uh, wrestling career, so that adds up as well. And um, if he's going to try to continue to do that, it's just going to get worse. So if he's got the money to be able to retire, which I don't know if that's the case or not, he should, and he should stop before it gets worse. Miguel? <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. i got to get the throat ready for this one. <clears throat> Sabu being advertised to retire from professional wrestling. When was the last time Sabu was even relevant to professional wrestling? He was a spot monkey from the 90s, back when that was a thing. But then again, so was Dawson's Creek. (laughs) It's 2014. No one cares if you jump off a bunch of ladders into some tables. If this is what it takes to finally get him from killing himself, and I say good riddance to bad rubbish. Peyton, your thoughts on Sabu possibly retiring? Good. (laughs) All that fucking weight for that. (laughs) Uh, Sean, what do you think? Should Sabu retire, or should he keep going? I honestly thought he was dead. (laughs) He he might be. I I, I, I thought thought he died like ten years ago. (laughs) 
He he really did. They just have somebody else playing Sabu. It's like the Ultimate Warrior hoax. <laughs> Lego. Ever since he shaved his head bald, he looks like fucking Grandpa Davari. So yeah, it's time for him to hang up the boots. I mean, he's only glued his wound shut seventy-five times. Isn't he the only like ECW original original that's still doing it? I mean, New Jack's retired. Uh, Sandman's retired, isn't he? No, Dreamer's still going. He yeah, is. House like, of Hardcore. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I had no idea. Well, Dreamer's always kept himself in relatively good shape. He's he's more of like a trainer now than anything. He'll still perform at the shows, but he's definitely more of a trainer role than anything. Man, Sabu needs weight money. Can't blame him. What about he can bunk uh, up with RVD? Balls Mahoney still wrestling? I think he had to retire. I mean, he he's been in rough shape for a long time. I saw a video where he was wrestling on some like high school show. Not too long ago, maybe two or three years ago, where he got hit in the head with a chair so many times that he started throwing up in the ring. That was Marty Jannetty. And everybody went and yelled at Marty Jannetty because of that. He was just kind of like, look. Maybe that was another time, because this was definitely Balls Mahoney. No, it was was Marty Jannetty against Balls Mahoney. Oh, oh, okay. And Marty Jannetty was just kind of defending himself, like, I didn't hit him that hard and shit. It's like, well, the guy fucking (laughs) threw up. I hit him the second time to see if he'd stop vomiting. Go (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's Marty Jannetty, so who knows if he was probably in, in worse shape. <laughs> Might have been Marty's vomit and everyone just got mixed up. <laughs> yeah. Marty Jannetty, next Hall of Famer. <laughs> Might as well. Uh, let's move on to a new hot tag here. Kali wants to start a wrestling federation in India. Shouldn't you know how to wrestle first before you start training other people? I don't know. I think you'd give the right people a piosh. Uh, <laughs> Miguel, what are your thoughts on uh, Kali being a trainer and doing that whole thing? And in other slow news days, Kali wants to start a wrestling federation in India. I could see why he would do that. It's the only place in the country where he can actually draw. Maybe he can go over to Jeff Jarrett and ask if he could borrow some of the ring equipment from his failed Indian wrestling federation show, (laughs) whatever the name that was. Faden. Listen, Great Kali is a former world heavyweight champion. I'm sure he has stuff he can pass on to the next generation. His problem isn't so much that he can't wrestle, it's that he can't walk. <laughs> so step one, learning how to walk. Can you teach me? I I think as far as like um running a school and understanding the outsider things of the business, I think he'll be able to handle that. I'm not sure he's gonna be a person who's inside that ring training people how to do holds and all that. He's just going to be handling the business aspects. He'll hire people to be the actual in-ring trainers. I hope so. And I hope he gets people that can speak well too. Cause if he starts trying to teach the classes, the nonsense that he knows, and it's all just India makes total sense. They probably get, yeah. NXT probably gets a whole bunch of Indian guys and they're like, why are they all walking funny doing chops and gargling? Did we find these people? His subtitles look like whenever you see a comic book character swearing. <laughs> John, do you want Kali to be uh, starting his own wrestling federation? Oh, fuck me. Next person. <laughs> Wake up. Well, apparently he's a big deal over in India. He already has a training school, so I suppose if he's seeing good enough money off it, he's probably gonna, that's the reason he's making the federation. As far as him, uh, as far as him uh, wrestling goes, he might not be able to work work anymore. 
but he might have the knowledge to do so, so he can pass that along. Kind of like how Shawn Michaels didn't bother doing much in the way of uh, wrestling, but train people and Killer Kowalski did, so oh, I'm sure, oh, I'm sure he can do some good things. If I'm not mistaken, I think you just compared the great Khali to Shawn Michaels, and I'm not going to have any of that here. <laughs> sure, Michael. <I go. laughs> Maybe he's uh, more comparable to when Shawn Michaels was terribly injured and couldn't move. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, the four he, years at the end of the Attitude Era. Well, right. I was referring to when Shawn Michaels was out with his bad back and training people. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so an unhealthy Shawn Michaels is somewhat like a healthy Carly. <laughs> I would still go with uh, an unhealthy Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so one outside of the American wrestling situation to another, Sin Cara is now completely abandoned the Sin Cara name that he said that he totally had the rights to, and he's going to be wrestling with the name El Mysterioso. Didn't think too hard on that one, did he? Uh, Peyton, your thoughts on El Mysterioso and the Sin Cara bullshit finally being over? Who? <laughs> That's the mystery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, he should have just went with Mysterion. Then he could have been, like, getting the South Park buzz. Well, they would have gone with his whole idea of, I own the rights to this and stuff. Maybe he thought that he would own the rights to that, too. Mm-hmm. Miguel? You know, I think it's hilarious that there was an argument over whether or not Sin Cara had the actual name to Sin Cara. The WWE is not dumb enough to let some flop like that walk away with one of their patents. Unless your name is Phil Brooks. <laughs> In terms of Sin Cara himself... There's not much we can say. He had his shot. He flopped. Move on. He's back in Mexico <laughs> where he belongs. Miguel Madden is fucking awesome. Can you, like, just do this for the rest of your podcasting career? <laughs> Even the non-wrestling stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Untitled Movie Show, hosted by Miguel Leon. <laughs> Oh, God. Sean, El Mysterioso. Good or bad? Good. Bad. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I believe that was coined by, uh, uh by, um... Ah, I forgot the name. I'm pulling out of this joke. <laughs> I was gonna say Bruce... Abort. I was gonna Abort. say... Abort. Yeah, I was gonna say Bruce Campbell, but I couldn't get the name out. Wago, your thoughts on El Mysterioso? Alright, um, I just prepared a statement. Ha 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 ha. Na 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 na. <laughs> we have two more uh, lucrative, I guess you could say, hot tags where we're going to talk about some more um, more meat behind them. Who should be the new Raw general manager now that Brad Maddox is gone? They did a little poll on WWE.com, and uh, Paul Heyman, I think, was number two behind Hulk Hogan. But, of course, that doesn't necessarily mean that those people are up for the spot. That's just trying to gauge the fans' opinions and everything. Um, I don't know who I would end up doing for the Raw GM, and I actually kind of think we don't need one right now. Payton? Yeah, I agree. In this era, I think the Raw GM is pretty pointless. We already have, like, seven other people with authority roles. Triple H and Stephanie is enough for there, and eventually when it's needed, you can have Vince come out and supersede him when the moment calls for it. So... They fired Brad Maddox this Monday, and it feels like nothing is different whatsoever. I'm, I'm not at all worried about the future being in disarray or, he heaven forbid, everybody walks out on strike again. 
after you said that, for some reason, it just popped in my mind. And uh, I want to get your opinion on everybody else's, too. What if maybe this is a way to just get Jerry Lawler off commentary? Just give him the spot. What? That's a oh. terrible idea. What the fuck did you draw that idea? Yeah, no. What I think the coolest thing they could possibly do with this would be to play off the fact that Brad Maddox didn't get fired until after Kane attacked him. So that they can bring up this whole lawsuit and bring in David Otunga to defend Brad Maddox's side. And it could be like a really big dramatic downfall for the authority where all of the power of, of the WWE gets shifted over to Brad Maddox. And then all of a sudden it's Raw is Maddox. <laughs> or right. they could just forget this whole thing and just move on. Maddox to Madden. What do you think, Miguel? Why are we debating whether or not a publicly traded company needs to be headed by a general manager. We obviously already know who's in charge. Anyway, even if you play kayfabe, the authority has been coming out every week saying that they're in charge and making decisions and matches. Good riddance getting rid of Brad Maddox, and in terms of Hulk Hogan getting voted as the number one choice to replace him, I have a feeling there's a lot of executives and hands at Titan Tower with access to the WWE app. Sean? I, for one, voted for John Laurinaitis. <laughs> Alright. I like John Laurinaitis. I thought he was East. But, yeah, they don't need enough yeah. art. Yeah, he is <laughs> East. He was. <laughs> yeah, he was. But, I yeah, it's, it's going to be hands down Sting anyways, so who gives a shit? Way go. I'm actually okay with Hulk Hogan getting voted. I enjoy him. I mean... I don't enjoy him in two, but like in large doses, but on enough to make an announcement for a match, I'm cool with. Um, I don't. TNA, though. Yeah, yeah. But oh, if... I forgot to... to make a TNA. I forgot to make a TNA reference in that. I, I had a whole thing planned where I was going to say the only place that should be arguing whether or not somebody is in charge is TNA. <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot what I was going to say. But fuck TNA and buy Maddox. All right, last hot tag here. WWE Network is now really considering showing commercials and ads on their network and possibly boosting up the price as well because of all this financial trouble that they're in right now. And that makes sense. I don't like it when companies do this, but hey, if they're in the business to make money, you got to make money. And clearly they're not doing that right now. So eventually it was going to happen and they might as well just try it now. Payton? Yeah. Sure, why not? That's not going to upset you as somebody who owns the network? I think they're already giving a tremendous value. If they want to bump it up, that's cool. How much would it be where it's too much? $20. I think that's the absolute maximum, and I think that's... that. Even that, I think, is trading the line. I think 15 is the, your fair point. 20 is acceptable. Any more than that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. See, what I don't get about this whole idea of them losing money and, you know, they're not making enough through the 999 price and all that. Uh, and you guys can reflect on this too and tell me what you think about it. Um, I think that probably one of the biggest issues is it's only in America. You're losing so many other fucking people, other entire countries that should be able to pay for this. And they don't seem to be in any kind of a rush to bring it out there. I don't really know yeah, why, cuts. but Fuck, that right there is probably the difference maker of making money and having success. And you don't even have to bump the price up or add commercials or something. You pick it at the end of the year, I think. 
Yeah, I'm willing to bet the reason the UK hasn't gotten it is because of uh, rights issues. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't the UK get the WWE pay-per-views for free anyway? No, uh, that used to be the case uh, early 2000s. Uh, then for a while, they do literally one pay-per-view you paid for, next you get for free, pay for free, pay for free, and then it became all paid for. And I think oh, TNA still for. does theirs for free, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I might have been um, confusing it with. But um, I don't know. Um, in terms of that, before I do get into my Madden impression, I just want to say, uh, I don't know if it's going to be that big of a boost. I mean, maybe they'll break even with a, with a million once they go international, but unless you're going to break into a China or an India or anything like China. that where they have a... <laughs> break into China, that's the third film. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, the, it's going to be the, the, the return of the king of the... Tri of the uh, trilogy oh god backdoor to china break into china this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna fucking tweet at that see if he doesn't <laughs> to say that mark madden suggested <laughs> oh god let uh, me know if you want me to do my mark madden for the whole um the actual story itself <laughs> go for it Miguel. <laughs> can we just admit that the WWE Network has been an all-time failure. It's bad enough that they've lost $300 million from lying to their investors. Now they have the audacity to not only bump up the price, but make you pay them to run their ads. I think if they ever have any shot of, doing, of breaking a million and a half viewers by the end of the year, they're just not going to do it. Even if they get into China and India, it's not going to be the case. There's a reason why um, sites like Hulu and YouTube get away with running ads. It's because you don't have to pay them. <laughs> Once you start having them pay to run your ads, they're not going to stand for it. And I, for one, am going to be sick of seeing those awful Kmart commercials with Big E and Seamus. I like that commercial. That just killed me, though, because you don't. <laughs> Sean, as somebody who doesn't have the network, what are your thoughts on this? If they bump it up, are you going to still possibly get it, or is $9.99 the maximum? Well, until it comes into my fucking country, that's when I give a shit about it. <laughs> until then, it can do whatever it fucking wants. The commercials and different ads that they pop up, that's not going to stray, and you wouldn't um, be opposed to getting it with that? Right. I watch YouTube a lot, and all I get is ads. And it's the Doesn't same goddamn ad over and over. We're used to this. How come you people don't use Adblock? Adblock Plus, that's what I use. Yeah. Well, Maybe I there's an Adblock Plus, plus thing for it it, it's, it's because Peyton really well, likes to see that see, ad. With no, well, well, let me explain this, Tony. As fellow content creators, we should understand the idea of supporting them by watching those ads because that's the only way that they get monetized. Peyton's actually going, oh man, I hope they throw something in this commercial. <laughs> yeah, he he, he 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 jokes around, but he really likes that that ad with the uh, the video gamer who bakes. You ever see that ad? Uh, no. This is lost on me. <laughs> it's one that pops up on my end all anytime I'm using like if I use my uh, phone to watch um ads and stuff like that. It's just like like <laughs> just to watch ads specifically. <laughs> no, no, no. Whenever I use because I don't have ad block on my phone, so whenever I watch YouTube videos, I have to watch um ads with it and there's always this one ad that pops up it's like some female who uh bakes but she bakes like video game based cakes and stuff like that oh yeah yeah oh yeah that thing yeah does she but throw does she, something does she have to... <laughs> <laughs> does she throw the cake what do you think about this network stuff 
as far as bumping up the price goes, I'm fine with it as long as it doesn't go anywhere over $15. I didn't buy the network for all the content. I bought it because it's a cheap subscription to pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Simple as. True. The other stuff's a bonus. And if I ever want to take a trip down memory lane, it's there. But really, it is just a cheap subscription to pay-per-view. I, well, I gotta tell you, man, they've hooked me with their Thursday night. NXT and Legends House is probably the best night in wrestling right now. You see, what I like to just watch it at my own leisure, and because it's an hour, it's so easy and bite-sized to do, so... Um, I normally just have a binge watch of that. Quick but, question. Uh, okay, go ahead. But as far as um, the advertising goes, it doesn't particularly bother me, because, as I said, I only really watch it for the pay-per-views for the most part. And there's only so much they can do to interrupt the pay-per-view feed, so... <laughs> you say that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but either way, I'm fine with it, as long as they don't go overboard. And I imagine they're going to have to... Uh, I imagine the price increase, um, the original people that are, or purchased it might end up getting grandfathered in anyway. That would be fantastic, because I think that's what Netflix is doing, right? Mm-hmm. With their, with yeah. Their price. Mm. Well, hold on. Quick question, and Peyton, you, you can answer this because you have the network. Um, how 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 long does it take for an episode of Raw once it's on the air to hit the network? Uh, about a month and a half, I think they're behind. It's yeah, too goddamn long. By, by the yeah. time it's on there, you don't fucking care anymore. That's how. Yeah, long. He, here's here's the thing. Um, if WWE really wants to give people a bang for their buck with this whole uh, increase in the ads. I think they're going to have to shorten that time span. I think they're going to have to maybe even pull a Hulu and like put it on the next day. Oh, it's, that's it what, should be on there immediately afterwards. And that's the impression I think everyone was under when they first were advertising it. Well, that's how Hulu That's how Hulu does it with all their shows. Like I know, like for example, like if you watch an episode of Game of Thrones, it's on Hulu the next day after it's shown, isn't it? Uh, I don't think HBO shows are on Hulu, but it is on HBO Go 10 minutes after it starts airing. So that's okay. what they should be doing. What I find fucking ridiculous, though, is the impression WWE Network gave us when there was advertising it was, we was going to get their whole fucking library on there pretty much from the Mm get-go. Fucking, we've barely scraped the barrel. Um, Well, I I get that. That's fine. Start out small and build up bigger and bigger. That I totally get. Um, I I understand not having all 20-plus years of Monday Night Raw on there. I get that. But I don't get waiting a month to put the recent Raws What's the point of that? It, it, I, you know, for certain things, I can understand maybe like pay-per-views because you want to delay to keep people buying the pay-per-view event on the channel. But that's not delayed. The pay-per-views are on there immediately. Mm-hmm. What's the point of holding Raw off? I don't get it. I it's- imagine it's contracted, but considering they just renewed their deal, I am. you'd imagine they would have fucking got that written it in somewhere. better be, especially since they didn't get the amount of money they imagined they were going to be getting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something better sweeten the pot. Yeah, I, like I said, um, in all seriousness, you know, a non-Madden uh, comment. I, I do think if they're going to do that and show ads, which, you know what, if they if they keep, if they splay the ads out and make them short, fine. You know, if they're between bits of content, not midway, because that's the one thing I hate about Hulu is that they'll show 60 seconds of content and then an, a minute and a half of ads, you right. know, which is ridiculous. So if they splay it out in, in, uh, enough and make the ads not repeat as much, you know, cycle them out as as, as frequent. That might be okay, but in terms of the price increase, I honestly think they really got to shorten out that gap. Maybe a week in advance for the Raw shows, maybe even, you know, a couple days. I, I highly doubt we're ever going to get, you know, immediately, like, the day after content, but they really got to shorten that up if they're going to really start putting the screws on the fans. And you know what? Another thing that they needed to make sure that they don't fall into, 
that every fucking station does now, which pisses me the hell off, they can't make the commercials significantly louder than the content. Mm, I don't think they'd do that. I, I don't think that they would, but at the same time, I've seen it happen for it's... everything else, so I can't imagine that they wouldn't do that eventually, too. There's probably but... some kind of thing out there where the commercial companies are like, well, technically... This is a part of our contract or something like that. It also I know... depends how what how they do the commercials because if you're, like when you're watching Hulu or something, it'll stop your show mm. to pop up an advertisement to play it. Is it going to be during content where you can just fast forward to it? I don't know how they're going to do it. That would be yeah. preferable. But I, I and uh, what's the thing that um, the shows are doing? Because I I don't watch t- uh, regular TV that much. For a long time now, there's been this rule that happened, and I I don't know the 100% details behind it, because obviously I'm not too involved in it, but from what my understanding is, um, there's a certain level of uh, how high your volume can be, and commercials max out that volume 24-7. Like, you can be, say, a scale's like 0 to 10, and 10 is, you know, the most maximum that you can ever get on your volume for a TV show, a TV show will try to be around like a 7, so that way if there was an explosion, that'll be a 10. But a commercial will go straight to 10 to make it as loud as possible, just in case people can like really get it beaten down into their head. And you know, if their volume's too low, well then they'll definitely fucking hear this. Or if they're in another room, well then you can't avoid hearing this and all that. Do you like throwing things and go to paydanceplace.com? Right, that's <laughs> that's what they do, and it's so frustrating and annoying when you are, you know, you're watching a TV show that's very talkative, and you know, if you were watching something on the network like, say, Countdown or you know, Outside the Ring or something, where they're basically just talking and it's not, you know, the the moves in the ring and all that. And people are talking about the same volume that we talk on these podcasts. And then it goes like, okay, well, we're going to come back right after this commercial. And it's just like, you know, uh, Activia is the best possible thing that you could eat for a fucking Sunday afternoon. And then you're like, shit, oh my God, I got to turn this volume down. And then when you come back, you have to turn it back up again. That's annoying as hell. And if they have more control over their network, they should make sure that they don't do that. Because the more annoying things that happen with a commercial the more annoying commercials in general get, and the more likely myself and other people are going to just skip past it or go in another room or something. And then you've completely lost the point of the commercial because you're not reaching any audience at all. Just, just watch Arrow's going to start doing that to fuck with people. I am Oliver Queen. <laughs> My name is Oliver Queen. <laughs> but, to be fair, no, like, that is a good point that I didn't bring up, the fact that a lot of their shows already have uh, pause breaks between them anyway. So, I mean, if they're going to have commercials, might as well put them between the pause breaks. Because I was thinking doing it, like, between actual bits of content, you know, not during the main show. But if, like, an old episode of Raw is going to be, like, have the part where, you know, JR goes, Ah, we're going to take a commercial break when we write back and finish this matchup. Might as well put a co- actual commercial between there. Something about Skittles. Oh God, yeah. Skittles, Friday, Friday, Friday. Man, we got a long conversation out of this. I bet it didn't record. <laughs> the other thing with the commercials that they need to make sure that they don't do is there's stupid little ads that pop up during the programming at the bottom of the screen that take up like three quarters of the fucking screen. Don't do that shit. Come on. No matter what, don't do it. Especially if you're charging people for content. So any other last thoughts about any of these hot tags before we take a little break here, guys? Is there any yeah. TNA news in there? <laughs> Thankfully, no. <laughs> 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 I 
All right, guys, we're going to do a little rest hold here, and we're going to come back and start talking about all of the payback matches. It's time for us to take a little bit of a commercial break here with the rest hold part of the program, and if you're unfamiliar with what that means, this is the segment where we talk about some other promotional things going on in the world of Smarkout Moment and a mango tree in general, and we also take care of some quicker segments that we have for Smack Talk, including the Bleacher Report card. Now, I haven't written anything this week for Bleacher Report, but if you missed last week's article about Rusev lacking the depth that he needs to be able to succeed long-term in WWE, you can find a link to that on last week's YouTube description for the video, or the Facebook and Twitter accounts that are associated with Mango Tree, Tony Mango, and Smarkout Moment. You can find it also on the homepage of SmarkoutMoment.com. There's a little Bleacher Report card subcategory, which always has the four most recent articles. And you can just go to BleacherReport.com itself and go to my profile, and you'll see all of the posts that I have written there. Now, coming up after the pay-per-view this Sunday, I'll do what I usually do, which is I'll break down the review of the biggest stars of the night, and I'll also do results of the biggest highlights and low points. So stay tuned for those as well, and uh, check that out coming your way. Next up is Smark My Words where I showcase one of the comments you guys left on the YouTube channel this week for some kind of a reason. Maybe I thought it was funny. Maybe I thought it was just interesting. Very cool. Very weird. Whatever the case may be. This week, that goes to The Habit Man for his comment, Oh, he went there. LOL. That however guy single-handedly keeps Megapowersradio.com on the air every week. We love having all the callers that call into the Raw Post Show. And uh, we want you guys to call in, too. So make sure that you check that out every Monday night after Monday Night Raw, immediately following the show, megapowersradio.com. You can call into the show. You can have some fun, joke around with us, talk about what you liked, what you didn't like, so on and so forth. Keep sending in those comments, everybody. Tell us to smark your words. Let's see who gets it next week. The next edition of the monthly mailbag questions will be coming up after payback coverage. In the meantime, though, you can start sending in your questions and submit those through the inbox on the contact form of the website. That'll shoot us an email, and whatever you guys send to us, we'll make sure that we'll answer it, no matter what it is. Then there's the Sign Me Up initiative. If you want to show your support for the website and for Smack Talk, then bring a sign that says smarkoutmoment.com to any kind of a wrestling event of any kind whatsoever. doesn't matter what company, show, or event, or... Whatever the case may be, uh, send a picture or a video of it to me, and I will feature it not only on the website, but on the next episode of Smack Talk. Now, if you like geeky kind of topics, like movies and video games and comic books and superheroes and television and uh, pretty much everything else that you can think of that's nerdy, go check out my other website, fanboysanonymous.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fanboysanon, A-N-O-N. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, iTunes and Stitcher. Check out everything we have going on. The Review Point Podcast, the 4 Real Movie Club, the group meetings, the fan tracks, everything else like that. FanboysAnonymous.com, your source for everything nerdy. And if you want to join the website for Smarkout Moment and be a writer or an editor or maybe even be a part of the podcast or something like that, send in your application using the same contact form as the monthly mailbag questions and I will get back to you as soon as I can with more information. Break time's over with. We got a lot to talk about when it comes to payback, so let's get right into it and start talking about the kickoff.
It's time to talk about payback, and of course, we're going to start off here with the pre-show kickoff match. El Torito versus Hornswoggle in a hair versus mask match. So somebody's either going to be bald, or they're going to get rid of the mask for El Torito, just the same as they got rid of the tail. Which, this is so stupid, but I mean, I'm admittedly kind of into it. I kind of want to know who wins this. And I'll be actually really shocked if they don't end up having El Torito win here. But, they've had him win a shit ton of matches lately. So... Maybe Hornswoggle's actually going to get this one. Maybe he's Dylan's not going to be bald and uglier by proxy. Uh, if they do that, though, and they get rid of the mask for El Torito, that's going to be kind of weird because he's going to be a bull without the whole bull gimmick. And I don't know. Maybe they're just going to go with like uh, whatever his normal name is or something like that. But I'm still going to go with El Torito here. I still actually kind of think that this could end up being both awful or entertaining as all hell. The last match that they had at Extreme Rules was far better than I expected it to be. So I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but there is a chance that this could end up being pretty cool. So kudos to them if that ends up happening. Peyton, your thoughts on Hair versus Mask? I've rather enjoyed the comedy of this whole story we've had. I really thought it was terrible at first, and maybe that was just refusing to want to like it. But I remember when they came out, I believe it was at the Hall of Fame ceremony when they did their first skit with this, and it just bombed so heavily. But since then, it's really won me over. I've liked a lot of the things they've done, and I'm looking forward to this match. Who's going to win it? I could see it going both ways, honestly. I would be surprised if El Torito lost this because he did lose the tail. He is becoming significantly more popular than the team he is with. Perhaps take the mask off him as well and have him go into some character that's his own and separate from the Matadors. Maybe even make him go heal. I don't know. You can figure out what you do with him then. But I think it is more likely to see Hornswoggle on the losing end. The main reason I actually see for this is get the hair off him, make him even uglier, because he has a movie coming out in a few months where he is going to be playing the rebooted Leprechaun. So, just in time. There you go. Leprechaun versus a bull. Might end up happening. Miguel? I think Payton pretty much took the words out of my mouth. In terms of the actual match quality, I mean, Torito's a solid, a really good worker. Uh, Hornswoggle can take a beating, so as long as you get let Torito do his thing on Hornswoggle, I think it's going to be an alright matchup. Um, in terms of the outcome, I don't see them unmasking Torito because there's too much money in Torito, whereas Hornswoggle, like you said... He's got he's got a, a heel turn coming soon, and you know once you once you get your hair cut, you got to be a heel, you know. So uh, I'm okay with this. The only way I could see them maybe having Torito lose is if they want to give him a new mask, like a more a, a more marketable one, because I don't think you could market the bull mask. But if they wanted to do one where he like loses the bull mask but gets like a really cool like <laughs> he has another lead. mask gun under it. <laughs> That would be I was actually gonna ways. bring that up. I was gonna go, what would that they feel actually... like if he just took the one off and he just has enough ones and he's like, ah, fuck you. You know, honestly, that that would actually be pretty interesting. That would actually be pretty funny. I, I could honestly see them. No, you know what? That would be too smart for WWE to do. I'm gonna take the safe bet and just go with uh, Hornswoggle losing. What if he had a fucking leprechaun mask on? Oh no, that would be like I said. That would be hilarious if that was the case. But that's too smart for WWE to pull off. So. I don't think that's going to happen. Sean, your thoughts on El Torito versus Hornswoggle? I actually enjoyed this feud at the beginning when they first started. Now, towards the end of this cycle, I'm fucking hating it. I turned off Raw during this fucking entire segment because it pissed me off that much. But yeah, 
I hope Hornswoggle wins because I hate this fucking ball. I hate this fucking team. The quicker they're out, the fucking business, the better. <laughs> Honest opinion, I fucking hate these fucking wankers. Just bring back Carlito and just be he done with it. Did you just say bring back Carlito and have him beat the shit out of them? Pretty much. <laughs> that would be a great way to pre, uh, reintroduce Carlito. He comes out and it's like, oh, you know, is he going to be a part of Los Matadores? And he just beats the shit out of both the doors. <laughs> just like, hey, Carlito, it's cool. Lego, your thoughts on the hair versus mask? I don't want him to lose the mask because the last time a Mexican ma- lost a mask, it looked like Hunico. <laughs> That's not happening with El Torito. It's Hunico. Fuck He's it. playing both parts, and the reason that you can tell the difference is because of the black underneath his boot. <laughs> Imagine, though, if he just took the mask off and it's fucking Hunico's face. The <laughs> ugliest midget ever. Um, who's going to win this match? I'm pretty confident El Torito's going to. I'd be fine with them doing the whole oh, I've got another mask underneath thing, but it won't happen. So El Torito takes this in a match which I hope doesn't last too long because without the gimmick it's probably going to be shit. I think that this will probably be a blow-off. And um, hopefully this will be a blow-off that actually is a good way to end this whole feud and they don't drag it on too long where people really just don't give a shit. Uh, we're going to move on here. Part 5, Intercontinental Championship, Bad News Barrett versus Rob Van Dam. I see title match, RVD versus BNB, and I'm going with uh, Bad News Barrett here. I think that he's going to retain. I think I'm going to be happy when he knocks out RVD, and I'm actually kind of positive about this match. Even though I do not like uh, RVD that much, I do kind of think that their styles could end up working well together, and I think this actually is going to be one of my favorite matches of the night. I'll be disappointed if that doesn't happen, because I'm actually... Uh, putting myself out on a limb there a little bit and hoping that RVD does prove me wrong from... Out on limbs? Yeah, insert random plug. Uh, So if that happens, then I'll be perfectly honest and I'll say that I like it. If it ends up being a normal RVD match, then I'm not going to like it uh, that much. So uh, Bad News Barrett, he's going to retain here and hopefully the match will be better than what normal RVD matches are. Payton? Well, if you think Rob Van Dam is going to win this match, well, I'm afraid uh, you're going to be disappointed because Bad News Barrett is absolutely going to win this. It's going to be a solid victory for him because Rob Van Dam has the clout of being around for a long time, holding titles before, even being a WWE champion. He won this whole Beat the Clock tournament, which is supposed to like seem awesome, but it didn't the way it happened. But I'm sure it'll be a fine matchup. I don't think anyone's going to be chanting boring during it. But in the end, it's just another victory for Bad News Barrett. Miguel? You know what? I, I, I don't know what to. I don't think I you know either. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I fucking Madden I, had a better opinion on this shit. He, no, he would have been just as speechless. He'd have been like, "Why does anybody give RVD a chance? He clearly just doesn't have that much in him to really main event as much. Yet people still give him this slot in uh, upper mid card to main event matches." I mean, look what it's done to Alberto Del Rio. But you got uh, someone to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I, it's my same sentiment. Is I, I'm just not into RVD since he's been back with WWE. He's just a warm body there to put over Bad News Barrett, in my opinion. I don't see him. I don't see Barrett losing at all. I think Barrett's gonna be fine. Sean. Keep RVD away from the giant bunny, and this match will be fine. 
Giant bunny. Does the giant bunny work with RVD? No, he's stoned and he goes after it. That's a gag. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I, I didn't watch head. Raw last. I, I didn't watch I Raw last week, so I wasn't sure if they like you know he turned heel and went with RVD or something. I'm there pretty but, sure. I got it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. But yeah, what's his name's winning this? Bad News Barrett's winning this because you know RVD's a wanker. <laughs> Way go. As the only person that likes Rob Van Dam here, I'm expecting a good match. Um, RVD's RVD hasn't had like that many bad matches since he's come back. I don't know where the, all the hate comes from, so I'm looking forward to it. But unfortunately, I might have to kick him off my team before this match ever makes air, because <laughs> I'm going to lose points. Bad news, Barrett takes it. Okay, that knocks out one of the mid-card matches, and the next one that we're going to talk about in Part 6 is going to be Big E versus Rusev. Part 6 of episode 133 here, Big E versus Potato, and I think that obviously Rusev is going to end up winning this match because he wins everything else, and it's going to be as boring as everything else is. So it's going to be the battle of the oddly shaped bodies, and Big E is going to lose. Maybe something will come out of this, maybe Big E will actually win and they'll be able to have an actual feud, but I highly doubt it. I think this is going to be a total bathroom break, and I'll actually go here and say... Flat out, this is going to be the worst match of the night. And that's including the Divas match. So, uh, Peyton, your thoughts on Big E and the Potato? Yeah, this is just going to be a glorified squash match. There's going to be nothing special or memorable here. Big E will get a little bit of offense, and it'll be the most offense you've seen against Rusev up to this point. But it's going to end in an accolade after Lana says, Rusev, crush, or mash, or whatever she decides to say for that night. And that's all. Rusev, scallop. <laughs> <laughs> it's too damn catchy i hate it it's so fucking catchy (laughs) i quite literally when we're not doing these shows i still will have that in my head it's like being like driving somewhere like wake up in the morning or something like that and it'll just be like (laughs) to be fair a customer walked in on me the other day singing larry the axe to myself That's got to be such an awkward conversation. Larry Hey, how you doing? Yeah, well, every time a customer comes in, I have to go, oh, what occasion brings you in today? So Larry Oh, what occasion brings you in today? <laughs> oh, God. Miguel, your thoughts on Potato and Big E? Well, Potato's on my team, so obviously I have to root for Potato. Um, but uh, in terms of the actual matchup that, that, that we're going to get, Correct me if I'm wrong. Has he had any sort of interaction with Mark Henry in, um, at this point? I do not think so. I don't think so. It's been R-Truth, Xavier, uh, Xavier Woods, Big E, Kobe Kingston. All right. So I, I, I get the if it was if it was the case that he had already burned through Mark Henry, that might give that might be the case where they might give Big E more of an offense. But I think they're going to save him for a much more meatier feud with Mark Henry. As is, I think this is just going to be a squash. It, it's just going to be him beating up on a big man and like like Peyton said it's going to lead to an accolade I mean it sucks that Biggie is in the situation where he has to job out to Alexander Rusev but they haven't really been doing much with Biggie as is except him standing backstage watching people in the uh, IC title tournament that's all but, he did is just sit there with the belt and just watch the screen by the way when you said you're going to root for potato that's totally root for potato, <laughs> for potato. Root for potato. <laughs> John Rusev versus Big E. Shout out to the Drew crew. Big E's going to win this one. 
You think so? Yeah, because Rusev is born as two planks. Well, to you he I is, but... I don't like, don't like Rusev at all. I don't get why he's so popular. I don't know why he's over. Just, just no. Send him back to Russia or Uruguay or wherever. <laughs> here, here. I'm, I'm going to break kayfabe on this one. Um, He's not over. I think Lana is ten times more over. It, it's kind of like a Paul Heyman situation where the manager is way more over than the... um. The actual wrestler I, I disagree it's a package it's very think, much a package i don't think lana would be as over without rusev either yeah but package are we talking about big e? i was just gonna say is the lana rusev packaged enough to be able to fight off the big e package <laughs> i don't know those legs might have what it takes i think that the legs are over not lana i think it's just mm. her legs her legs are over her head when she's with rusev <laughs> i don't know man people react to what she says what does she say though? I still don't fucking understand. See, here's the, here's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Vladimir, Pu- Vladimir Putin, uh, worthless Americans, uh, blah blah blah, and then we are supposed to say USA, USA. Yeah, that's my big problem is that her entire shtick is just cheap heat. I mean, I know that that's been a tactic for managers all the time, but you know, even the mo- even the managers at some point get their own you know voice and. Lana just, like I said, cheap heat and legs. That's all she is. She's been around for four months, not even. You know who would be a good feud with Rusev? is Jack mm-hmm. Swagger and Zeb Cola. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? That actually would work. Why not just do heel versus heel? You know, we the people versus Russia. Versus we the Putin. <laughs> we the Putin. We the potato. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet potato. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible. Well, that was good. It's fucking bad. Lego potato versus Biggie. Who are you going with? I think uh, Biggie's going to get mashed. <laughs> He'll do the mash. He'll do the Rusev mash. <laughs> no Rusev mash. <laughs> I think the match is going to suck. Yeah, I think we kind of agree on that one, too. <laughs> and, yeah, food puns. <laughs> Alright, so we all think this is going to suck. It's not going to be that appealing in the words of Awesome Piano Man. <laughs> no. That's a man. That's I was going to say, that's unfortunate because these guys are huge and larger than life. I think they, in in theory, could put on a good performance, but WWE's not going to let them. Nah, They're just going to be like, butter it up. yeah, it's like, look, just go out there and just, just try not to stink up the joint too much. Segment is way too long, but it's not <laughs> I kind of want to throw a twice-baked reference out there, but I think that works better for RVD. <laughs> We're going to move along here before this gets even worse. And uh, in part seven, we're going to talk United States Championship, Cesaro versus Sheamus. Part seven of episode 133, United States Championship match. Sheamus defends his title against Cesaro. There's kind of a split crowd here going on. A lot of people think that this is going to end up being when Cesaro wins the title and Sheamus was just some kind of a transitional champion. I myself think that Sheamus is going to win here. And that's because not only has uh, Cesaro looked like the better person for the most part over the past couple of interactions that they've had, but I think it's too soon for Sheamus to lose the title. And I don't think that Cesaro is going to win the United States title, period. 
I think they're going to keep him in the upper mid card kind of scene, but he isn't going to win any kind of a championship. And uh, he is somebody who could possibly win money in the bank instead. So I'm going with Sheamus here. I think that this could end up being a really good match. It depends on whether they're going to keep a brawling style or if they're going to try to go for just doing a couple spots here and there. And it also kind of depends on what the crowd's doing. Because if the crowd at this point has already been shot down from the booking of where they place other matches on the card, that could hurt this a lot. Uh, if they put this after Rusev and maybe after like the, the Daniel Bryan thing that we're going to talk about a little bit later, uh, that could really hurt this. And this could end up getting the brunt of that poor response. But if they put it in a good spot of the night, then the crowd should be hot for Cesaro at the very least. And it could be cool. So I'm thinking it could be a good match. Might not be. Who knows? But I'm 100% going with Sheamus retaining here. Payton? Looking at the long term, I think the best thing they could do would be to have Sheamus win. One, because if you want to make Cesaro a babyface, do that on this night. Um, have Cesaro be the person who's chasing the title going forward. And the way to get Cesaro into that babyface role, turn Sheamus heel as well with a double turn and have him align with Paul Heyman. Now, I don't really think necessarily that Sheamus and Paul Heyman are a perfect match, but Paul Heyman's a master at this. He can make that work. So I'm not too worried about it. When people see Sheamus aligning himself with Paul Heyman on the night, Cesaro will gain sympathy. People will get further behind him. They'll be much further behind him chasing that title. And maybe he doesn't need to win in the end. Maybe he can go on and get a money in the bank or whatever, but that doesn't happen, then I would expect to see Cesaro just win it and just go on. Sheamus gets forgotten. Maybe we'll see a unification between him and the Intercontinental. I don't know what the plan, long-term plans for that are. But if they're going to keep these two titles, have Cesaro chase it. Don't give it to him on his first night going after it. What do you think about the idea that people were throwing out before of Sheamus joining um, Evolution if Batista leaves? As opposed to uh, joining with um, Paul Heyman. No, if Batista leaves, just end that angle. Just entirely? Yeah, just end it. Alright, fair enough. Yeah, Miguel? she has to look fucking goofy in a suit. <laughs> That's true. Well, you'd have to have that stupid hat on, too. Miguel, your thoughts on US title match? I don't think there's any real worry of this matchup floundering. I think Cesaro's a solid worker. I think Sheamus really puts his all into these matches. I think these two guys are probably going to have the match of the night, in my opinion. I, I really do ha see a lot of potential of them to really steal the show. In terms of the outcome, I, I do see a long-term thing for both of these guys. So I would not have Cesaro win the belt yet. Uh, and I do agree that this 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 would be the perfect opportunity to start a double turn because the fans just clearly are not behind Sheamus. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't understand where he became like the number two slash three babyface for the company. He's just kind of just been there, you know. He his stuff just he hasn't really done anything to warrant that except you know be friends with the right people backstage. So I think he works much better as a heel. I think Cesaro is just getting way too over, but. You know, we've seen how WWE treats guys that are over that maybe they didn't have plans to get over in that way. So who knows what they're going to do with these two. But I'm going to take the safe bet and go with Sheamus. And I, I do – I'm going to give this a match of the night candidate. Sean? Mm. 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 Sheamus wins. And um, 
Yeah, Cesaro needs to get rid of those sirens in his fucking theme. Oh, please! <laughs> yes. He needs God to get an damn. entirely new theme. I actually God think that that theme me. could work with other people. It's just not Cesaro's. He needs to get the noise my desk makes. Or <laughs> <laughs> the noise can Alicia we... Fox makes. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can, we, can, can we just do a matchup where it's him versus Swagger, winner gets the rights to that song? Because I think he'd do better with We the People than, than Swagger does. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, well, I might be okay with that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't like this whole Paul Heyman angle as well. Um, I don't think Cesaro needs Paul Heyman. I just don't. I don't see. It just doesn't fit for me. It just doesn't fit right, you know? You don't think it's going to be worth it to get Cesaro versus Brock Lesnar? No. If, if, if that happens, then crack on with it, but I think, you know. I, I have no. I don't really have much faith that that's where they're going with it. Like yeah, I, I think that they're just doing this just to keep Paul Heyman in the limelight. I think once Lesnar comes back, he's going to do something not even related to Cesaro. I think they're just going to drop that whole bit. Yeah, I would see right, Lesnar challenging for the title. He just defeated the Undertaker's undefeated streak. He's not going to fight the United States champion Cesaro or anything like that. What if oh, he never... fights Roman Reigns? <clears throat> Ooh. Mm. Maybe later. I don't know if Roman Reigns is going to be in that position by that time. That's a that's a that's a WrestleMania matchup right there. Unless, honestly. of course, Roman Reigns is the WWE champion at that point, which could happen. Wow, I didn't even think about that. The Cesaro thing is going the whole Curtis Axel route for me. That bad? That's, that's the way I see it, yeah. You know. Ooh. That sucks, because Curtis yeah. Axel, that, that did not work out. He's not no. wrong. There isn't too much separating it from really, I mean... They both grabbed a title. Um, they both had some success at the start, but they haven't really done much, and they kind of just got lost in the shuffle. Well, what do you think about Cesaro and Sheamus? We go. This is actually one of the hardest matches to pick on the night. Part of me thinks they're just going to give Cesaro the U.S. title and have him win Money in the Bank, much like how The Miz was champion, but Money in the Bank at the same time. So um, it's not like they've not done that before. There's... I don't. I really don't know what they're gonna do because it seems too early to take the belt off Sheamus, and I don't think they're gonna turn Sheamus um, heel against Cesaro. I don't see a double turn happening. So, I expect Sheamus's heel turn further down the line, and probably Cesaro capturing the U.S. title. Match should be okay. Hmm. Well, I can't think of anybody else other than Cesaro that they would end up putting with Brock Lesnar down the line, and if they don't do it with Roman Reigns. Maybe that would end up being Sheamus, actually. Maybe Sheamus is just somebody that they can drop, uh, he can lose to Brock Lesnar at like SummerSlam or something, just for something to do. I don't know. Hmm. That's going to be tough, though. It could possibly end up being a double turn. They could turn him down the line. They could have a title switch here. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. So make sure you guys tell us what you think is going to end up happening in those comments below. We're going to roll along here, part eight and talk about some other different side stuff that's going on with Payback. All right, we're on part eight here of episode 133, and this is going to be a little bit different. We don't have one solid thing we're going to talk about. Instead, we're going to throw out the Daniel Bryan segment that they've been mentioning is going to happen, and we're also going to try to speculate if they're going to add any other matches onto the card. So actually, let's do the second one first. Um, I can only think of two other matches that could possibly be thrown onto this card, and right now I'm getting the impression that neither one is going to be a part of it. Um, Adam Rose versus Jack Swagger, which apparently they did that on 
SmackDown. So that's a huge reason not to do it anymore because they already just, you know, blew that out of the, the water right then. And the other one is a WWE Tag Team Championship match between the Wyatt Family and the Usos. It's a little weird to me that the Usos haven't had a title match or any match on a pay-per-view since um, WrestleMania. They didn't have one at Extreme Rules, and they don't have one booked yet for this one. So they should have gotten it, but it kind of seems like they decided to go with the Big E versus Potato match instead. So uh, if they add any more matches, those are the only two that I can think of. Um, And right now, I don't think we're getting either of them. So let's go around here, do this real quick, and then we'll do the Daniel Bryan stuff. Peyton, do you think they're going to add any more matches? And if so, which matches do you think they're going to do? I think that we should still expect to see an Adam Rose-Jack Swagger match. Just because you saw it on SmackDown, in fact, probably means that we're going to see it again. Because very often, that's exactly what they do. They do a match on SmackDown as sort of a tester, and then they do the match again on Raw or on a pay-per-view or what have you. Since nobody watches SmackDown anyway, they know that. So it's just sort of a, a, a practice space. Um, the, the tag match I'm a little less likely, I think is a little less likely to happen. If I saw another match happening, I would actually expect a Bo Dallas match, maybe like a Bo Dallas Zack Ryder or something like that. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about Bo Dallas. That might end up being a good filler match that they threw out there. Mm-hmm. Miguel, do you think they're going to add any more matches? Uh, in terms of the tag team matches, I hope so. Cause that'll give me tag team. That'll give me points with uh, the Usos. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure about that. In terms of the Adam Rose matchup, I could see that happening because this is right around the time where they start shoving people like that onto pay-per-views. So they'll probably have a segment where he comes out dancing and then it turns into an impromptu matchup. But um, I think there's more of a guarantee of the Adam Rose match than, than of the tag team title matchup. Uh, in terms of Bo Dallas, I, I don't know. I would probably give them Adam Rose more more time on the pay-per-view than I would Bo Dallas. I think Bo Dallas is going to be fine just doing his thing on SmackDown and uh, and Raw. So I think that that's that's the case. Sean? As a Rosebud, <laughs> I am hoping for an Adam Rose match with Jack Swagger. I don't watch SmackDown. Who the fuck watches SmackDown? But yeah, Adam Rose versus Swagger and Adam Rose wins. Because he is not a lemon. He is well, a rosebud. Did he win on SmackDown, though? I think he did. Spoilers. Shh. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I guess he's... Well, that that usually means if they win on SmackDown, then they lose on the pay-per-view. So I can see Swagger yeah. maybe getting his win back on there. Wrong, 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 wrong. Well, what do you think is going to happen, Leo? If Adam Rose does end up fight, fighting Jack Swagger, which I could see on the pay-per-view... Definitely Adam Rose wins. They've got no intention of or direction for Jack Swagger, and if it gives, uh, if it fills up a five-minute spot, that's what they'll do. The only match that I'm confident that we're going to see that hasn't been announced is a tag team title match, and I see the Usos dropping the belts to the Wyatts. Uh, if they do have that match, they're definitely dropping those titles. That's for sure. And Miguel will cry. Yeah. <laughs> and I will be very happy since I have Eric Rowan on my team. I shall will be also be very happy. Yeah, Sean will be Sean will be going. Why the fuck did I get rid of Eric Rowan <laughs> for Del Rio, who he then immediately dropped for Zeb Colt? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that, Sean? Fuck Del Rio. Uh, yeah, you I that Daniel Bryan somewhere. versus Del Rio as the WWE Championship in this match, in this fucking pay per view. Even 
So the Daniel Bryan situation, they said that they're going to do an in-ring segment and Daniel Bryan has to either vacate the title and completely surrender it or Brie Bella is going to be fired. I am really, really hoping, not just because of the Fantasy League stuff, but for Daniel Bryan and the WWE Championship in general, that Daniel Bryan's injury is not as bad as it could have been and that what happens here is he somehow gets out of it with neither of those happening Maybe Brie gets fired. Maybe she just takes some time off or something like that. I don't know. That would be okay, but obviously they would bring her back because this isn't a real firing. And um, I'm hoping that those little uh, scoop, scoop, scoops reports that are saying that we're going to get a Buried Alive match at Money in the Bank will happen because not only do I want to see a Buried Alive match since it's been a long time, but that would mean that not only is Daniel Bryan still the champion, but that he probably would retain because I highly doubt Daniel Bryan would be losing a buried alive match against Kane and dropping the title to him. I'm going to laugh if he ends up getting fired and you're all your points disappear. (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time I got completely screwed out of my champion on a fantasy league. God damn it, Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler. So uh, I'm expecting either Bree to get fired or for nothing to happen here and both of them to come out okay. Uh, if it doesn't happen that way, I won't really be too surprised, but I'll be disappointed. Payton? Uh, <clears throat> as far as Daniel Bryan, I think that they're just going to drag this out as long as possible. If they have to use Brie Bell as a casualty, it's it's no big loss. I mean, I, I can't imagine that they're going to cut her off of the new Total Divas. They probably already have that man, so how are they really going to fire her then? <laughs> I guess that's not going to work out too well if that's their plan. Um, so I, I don't foresee Daniel Bryan losing this. I, I think they're just going to stall as long as they need to for Daniel Bryan to be ready. They already invested way too much into this story. If they just got to delay it for a few months, then so be it. They can pull it off when they got guys like The Shield and Cesaro and Bad News Barrett and all these other cool people, the Wyatt family coming up in the wings. They, they can distract people. They've done it before with Austin. They can do it with Daniel Bryan. We go. Um, you know, uh, in terms of the Daniel Bryan situation, part of me kind of wants to see him drop the belt because I've always wanted to see them pull a Royal Rumble uh, 92, I believe it was, where instead of having the Money in the Bank briefcase, they just put the belt on the line. And then you could have one big star-studded matchup because this year is going to be, I believe, the first Money in the Bank where it's just going to be one one matchup, right? Uh, I would assume yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, because you don't have the world title anymore. Unless so. you just have two briefcases and one belt, I thought that'd be cool. No, I, I think it's just going to be one, one, one matchup itself, so you, you've got to go all out with this one. And correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the Money in the Bank pay-per-view coincide with the uh, the renewal schedule for the WWE Network? Like, doesn't, doesn't the uh, first six months end around the Money in the Bank pay-per-view? Uh, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I think it might be... SummerSlam. I figured it was Money in the Bank because it was the six months. Pay, the first pay per view was WrestleMania. But no, but didn't the network actually pop up the night it, after Extreme Rules, right? Yeah, it was the night after Extreme Rules. Yeah, so Elimination it's March, Chamber. April, May, or, June. Or yeah, Elimination. Whichever one was an E around WrestleMania. <laughs> it might be either at the at the end of July or the beginning of August. So I would think they would want to pack. They would want to load up Money in the Bank as much as possible to sweeten the um, the renewal fee deal. So mm. 
I can see them maybe wanting to do that, maybe wanting to set up a huge matchup for that to get people to uh, to sign up. Uh, in terms of the actual like stipulation of whether or not Brie Belly gets fired or not, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't they filming the new season of uh, Total Divas at this point? Probably, yeah. I know that they just announced that Riz Mendez is going to be a part of it, so they're at least planning it right now. Yeah. But so it might term- still just be in pre-production. In terms of this, if that's the case, it sounds to me like they just need to get her off TV to uh, to do some filming. But there's no guarantee that he's going to get rid of the title anyway, especially if they are planning on doing a Buried Alive matchup. Um, so I, I honestly don't know where to go, but if it were me making the decision, I'd just take the belt off of him. You know, if he is going to be injured and can't do much, you you got to do it. And it's unfortunate because of what Brian has been through. And I, I just have this sinking feeling that as soon as they take the belt off of him, it's going to be a long time before they get him back into that position. Hopefully WWE doesn't do that like they did with guys like Fandango and Ziggler. So uh, I, I'm, I'm indifferent on it, but if it were me, I'd say he drops the title. Sean, what do you think is happening with Daniel Bryan? I don't particularly give a shit. I need a piss. Way <laughs> <laughs> go. I really hope they just uh, delay this uh, storyline with Daniel Bryan dropping the belt. I really hope that they can uh, hold it off for a month so he can defend the title if the injury isn't that bad. If the injury is as bad as uh, some people are making it out to be, um, then I hope they, uh, I guess they have to vacate it and put it up for grabs in Money in the Bank. Either way, can we just fire the Bella? You don't like her? I don't like any of the Bellas. I think they both suck. I think that well, they've been doing a hell of a lot better than they used to be. Yeah. Well, they was doing absolutely shit. It's not hard to do better than absolutely no. shit. I think, the, I think the best thing they ever did was just being arm candy for the Raw special guest GMs. <laughs> yeah, they're both horse-faced slags that can't fucking work. Get Ouch. Actually, I would think Bree is probably a little bit better in the working regard. You know, she has been she is being trained by Daniel Bryan himself. Yeah, she's better at working than someone who is shit. It's not hard to be a better worker than shit. <laughs> and she's all right. She's a she's a, a B plus uh, worker, I think. <laughs> no, I see the reference there. she's a B plus. She's a Brie plus. Brie <laughs> oh, that's gonna is that a, I think isn't that a move that she does? It I should be. That should yeah. be her version of the knee plus. <clears throat> Why not? Uh, I could I could honestly Maybe see that. Maybe her version of the knee plus can be the one that happened to uh fucking the was it Cameron where she just got her fucking eye slammed with the eye. Naomi. No, that was Naomi because she had the um the eye. No, it's Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it right. It's Naomi. Cameron. <laughs> All right, guys, tell us what you think should happen with the Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan situation, and if you think any other matches are going to be added on the card. And if they are, obviously we'll review them at the uh, next episode of Smack Talk when we review everything else. And we're going to move along here. Last man standing match in the next section, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Part 9, last man standing match, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. John Cena's winning. Not much else that I can say about this. Peyton? Well, I certainly hope the referee can count to 10 better than Luke Harper did. <laughs> Luke Harper struggled after 9. Yeah. Nine so. uh, and a half. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily a lock that John Cena is going to win this. I could see John Cena losing, but, you know, by some ridiculous means, like maybe he's tied down by the other Wyatt members or something like that. Or are they banned from ringside? Did they make that a stipulation? I don't remember them mentioning that. Yeah, I don't he think they did. 
They tie children to his limbs. He gets buried under a bunch of little kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. We go. You know what? I I hate to say that John Cena is going to win because it, it seems it seems so obvious at this point. I mean, Bray got his win his win in the cage matchup, even though it was really dumb. Uh, but it seems to me that that's that's probably where they're going to go. They're probably if they are going to strip um, Daniel Bryan of the title, they're going to probably want Cena in that picture. So I'm going to go with Cena, but it's I, I think Bray Wyatt's been on fire. I really have. I think it's some of his best promo work has been the last few weeks. And honestly, if I were W, well, if I were WWE, I, I probably would still put Cena in there because that's what they would do. But if I wasn't WWE and I was making decisions, I I would actually have Bray go over Cena and just keep running with this. I, I think that they got a huge. I, I think they got something special with Bray Wyatt at this point. Yeah, hey Miguel. If John Cena just wins this and then goes on to take the place of the title holder, what do you do then? Think about that. If Bray Wyatt wins this and then goes on to be the title holder, he has John Cena to chase him, and that's a major program to go through the rest of the summer. That would be that would be good. I mean, I if Bray Wyatt's message it will have reached the WWE title. He's got the whole world title in his hands. That would be a much more interesting title feud than the one currently we have with Kane. I mean, I just I. I the thought uh, of John. Ha- hey, the Wyatts I've- have unfinished business with Kane too. True, you know but what? The- I've had my fill of John Cena versus fucking Bray Wyatt. I'd love for uh, their Bray to get the title and bring it in with a feud with the Shield. That'd be better. Mm. Not even so much the Shield. I mean, you could still slot Bray versus Bryan. I mean, Bray does have a win over Daniel Bryan. I mean, he can hold on to it and maybe get one more John Cena matchup before Bryan comes back. I thought you were I mean, gonna go it- with he's got the whole belt around his waist. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they got something special with it. If if I were if I were booking, I I'd have Brian go. I'd have a Bray go over and, and move on to something else. Like I said, maybe even slot him into that Money in the Bank title picture. But I I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna do this with Cena. They're gonna slot him into there. And given how how really frantic they are with the uh, network and the, the the low ratings, I have a feeling we're gonna see John Cena with the belt sooner rather than later. You know what? You just brought up a good point that I wasn't thinking about. If the Daniel Bryan situation is that he does have a match with Kane at Money in the Bank, and we only have that one Money in the Bank match. Now, we're not going to be able to have uh, 20 people in Money in the Bank stuff like we've had in the past, where you know the one match had about 10 people and the other people had about seven or so, or we had 10 and 10 like we did like the one year. Uh, without having those two Money in the Bank matches, we're going to have either just 10 people in the one or they're going to just keep it even lower and make it only like five people. I can't see Bray Wyatt being in the money in the bank match unless he's winning. And if he's winning, I kind of can't see him winning that period because he doesn't need the money in the bank. So I can't see him climbing a ladder. Yeah, that's true. Uh, So if he isn't in that match, he's going to need to have something else to do at money in the bank. And it wouldn't be for the championship because then Daniel Bryan's already in that situation with Kane. What else would he do? Do you do Wyatt Family against Evolu- uh, Shield? Do you do? Because I can't see the Shield being necessarily a part of this either. Do you do another Bray Wyatt versus John Cena match? And if you do that, 
man, how do you follow up a steel cage match and a last man standing match, rubber match kind of thing? What do you do for another John Cena match with Bray Wyatt? That's going to be difficult. But if they do have that as the plan, Daniel Bryan's got that, and Bray Wyatt's not in the Money in the Bank match, we might be seeing another Bray Wyatt versus John Cena match, and if we see another one of those, he might win this. So that's something to think about. John, what do you think's happening with Bray Wyatt and John Cena? Well, as the owner of Bray Wyatt, the owner of... He is definitely losing so badly. I am the executive vice president of Bray Wyatt ownership of my yeah, he's, he's going to lose. John Cena wins. And as for the whole money in the bank thing, there's going to be two money in the banks. One briefcase is going to be for the IC or US Championship, and the other one's just going to be for the... Hmm. You know, I would love gold. to see that happen. Fuck, at that point, I would love to see one for the tag titles as well. Mm. That'd be insane. Wouldn't that be cool, though, if we had... It would be you know, cool as shit. Two members of the Wyatt family, we had the Usos, we had... Uh, fuck who else? Uh, R-Truth and Xavier Woods. Brotherhood, yeah, the Brotherhood could be a part of that. We got enough tag teams. Ooh, yeah. Hey, why Ascension. not? That'd be cool. As long as they don't do a Divas one. Yeah, they can they can do a battle royal where one of the cases has a pink slip in it. Where they get <laughs> fired. I actually did think that that wasn't too bad of an idea from TNA, but that's uh that's rare. <laughs> Wago, what's happening with the last man standing match? I see John Cena winning and the, I was 100% confident on that until this whole Daniel Bryan situation came about. Now this match has important title implications that it didn't have before. So there's a good chance that Bray wins if the title's vacated. Otherwise, I'm confident that Cena takes it. Hmm. Part 10 is going to come up here. Divas Championship match. Then we have one more match after that. And then Fantasy League. So stay tuned, everybody. Paige versus Alicia Fox for the Divas Championship. Uh, Alicia Fox has been doing all the crazy stuff. We've been talking about that on the Raw Post Show and how some of us are kind of split on it. I, for one, think that it's entertaining. And um, I would be perfectly fine with Alicia Fox winning the championship here if Paige hadn't just won it relatively recently. So Paige is going to retain here and move on to somebody else. This was just done to give her somebody else to feud with. But I actually think that it could be pretty decent of a match. And um, I'm looking forward to this a lot more than I am the potato match or uh, some of the other matches, even the last man standing match to an extent. So I'm going with Paige here. Might not be too bad. We'll see. Payton? Alicia Fox is absolutely just a filler opponent for her until AJ Lee comes back. Paige is holding on to this title until that point. I think this is just a matter that Alicia Fox got the ball, and she's really taken it and run with it. And while I don't really like it, there are people out there that do, and it's making her stick out, which is the best thing you can possibly do. Unless they really decide to call some kind of audible, I cannot see her winning this title. Uh, I think Paige is the long-term prospect. Um, they, they have had her off TV the past couple of weeks, which has kind of worried me, but I think it's just to not oversaturate her. Miguel? You know, it's... I'm still not into Paige. I've seen her matches. I, I've seen some of her stuff in NXT, and she's a very dominant, you know, heel character and very, very aggressive in the ring. But the way they're booking her now, it's just I can't tell if she's a face or a heel because she still does a lot of her mannerisms from NXT. And 
every time she's in the ring, it's basically just I'm gonna get beaten up for a lot of for a couple minutes, then all of a sudden hit my page turner move really quick, and then that's it. Like I I'm just not into her her wrestling on the show. I'm I'm I don't know where her gimmick is going. Like I want to be a fan because clearly she's got what it takes to be a big star, but I don't know what WWE is doing with her. Like that being said, I I don't know. You know. They seem to know what they're doing with Alicia Fox, and she's she's got the wrestling ability. I don't think she's a bad wrestler, honestly. I think she's a lot better than most people, uh, most mainstream fans would give her credit. So, I think the safe bet is to just say that Paige is going to win. But I would not be shocked if they got the belt off of Alicia Fox because she's she's an experiment for them, and and I think she's going to pay off. I think Alicia Fox has earned herself a future title, just not for a while. Mm, okay. Because if, if you take it off, Paige. well, after Paige or AJ or whatever they decide to do between those two people, uh, if you take that belt off Paige now, you just kill her. Like you, you have to send her back to NXT and not bring her back until this is all forgotten. Yeah. Sean. Sean wins. Because <laughs> <laughs> he gets to see two beautiful birds in one ring. So Sean wins. Two That's birds a good way one ring. Two birds. What? I love I love Paige. Paige is definitely winning this, anyways. I love Paige. And Wego? Paige is my future wife. <laughs> <laughs> Same complexion. Well, match is going to be average, which is good for a women's match. As far as um, who wins, I'm pretty confident that Paige is taking the belt home. It's way too early to take it off of her. And I like Alicia Fox, but it's pretty much like Peyton said. You take the belt off Paige now, she's done. And there'll have to be a rebuilding period, and they've already got a champion in um, Ric Flair's daughter over on NXT coming up soon. So, um, yeah, she's uh, ready for the main roster, and they need to keep running with her. I'm still sticking with my previous prediction that it's not going to be AJ that takes the title from Paige. It's going to be Samurai. That, that could totally happen, but I'm just saying you need to have that Paige-AJ feud, unless you're going to prolong that to somewhere way further out the line. Yeah, or maybe even AJ doesn't come back. You never know. It could happen. Hmm. So that'll be interesting. And we have one more match that we need to talk about for payback. That's going to be the Shield versus Evolution match coming up in the next part. No holds barred elimination match, Evolution versus Shield. This just keeps getting more stipulations attached to it, which is perfectly fine with me because that's going to be cool. I think this is going to be a match of the night. I uh, don't think that it'll be as good as the last one that they just had, though. I think something's going to get in the way of that. Maybe they're going to overbook it, or maybe they're going to try to do some different things that just aren't going to work as well. I don't know. But it'll also be interesting to see who gets eliminated when, because there are rumors that Batista is going to take some time off after this. There's rumors that uh, Roman Reigns is going to have a big feud with Triple H. So what I'm kind of assuming here is Evolution wins, not just because they lost the previous match, but I think that it's going to come down to Triple H pinning Roman Reigns at the end. And uh, it'll also be interesting to see who ends up looking bad on the Evolution side, because Batista has taken quite a bit of hits recently. He tapped out at WrestleMania, he lost a match at Evolu- uh, at Extreme Rules. So if he does that again, he's the first person knocked out then that might give some credibility to the, all those reports that are saying that WWE is pissed off at him for the way that things have gone. And maybe they'll just knock out Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns and do that kind of stupid crap where uh, Roman Reigns beats 
you know, two thirds of the evolution team on his own or something. I don't know. I hope that they don't do that. Hopefully this will be a really good match and the best match of the night for a main event, but we'll see. I'm going with evolution here. And my final thing is going to end up being triple H pinning Roman Reigns. Peyton, what's happening here? What do you think? It's really tough to say. I definitely think it's going to be a kick-ass match. You got six total pros going out there. Um, arguably, people that are still in the primes of their career. I guess Triple H, you could definitely say, is towards the twilight of it. But Randy Orton is still definitely doing awesome. Batista, say what you will about his size. I still think he's in probably the best shape of his life. And, of course, all three members of the Shield are just on the cusp of greatness. So if this match does not become a match of the year candidate i would be absolutely surprised because they're gonna have to top themselves from last month and last month was a match of the year candidate the winner is really tough to call um the shield already got their win the shield has been getting a lot of wins lately i think it's about time that we do see a little bit of a chink in their armor um maybe cause a little bit of dissension temporarily not a lot not not even as much as we saw earlier this year but just something to like seem like they're going to be off their game but they'll eventually be able to overcome by the end of this Miguel, you know it's it's I I I tend to want to put the shield over in this one just because of the fact that Batista is going to be leaving soon and it almost seems like it's in the cards that it's going to end with them doing some type of like super ultra you know three man power bomb through through a table or something some type of big spectacle that'll get Batista off the show you know I I on the other hand with Batista not wanting to job to uh, Daniel Bryan. Maybe they give him the win going into his movie just to give him, you know, something as kind of a, a, a thank you for coming back and not doing really much when you should have. Um, in terms of the matchup itself, I'm still going to stick with Cesaro versus Sheamus as my match of the night because we've seen so many matches with these guys. I think it's going to be good, but I don't see anything new and fresh out of it. I, I think it's just going to be a standard shield match, which, like I said, is good. But I don't think there's going to be much memorable ab- uh, about this. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go uh, shield on this one, and I see Batista just being demolished. Sean? Shield loses this one for me. Um, Roman Reigns is the last man standing against the three members of the Evolution. He eliminates Randy Orton and Batista, and Triple H gets the pin. He gets... Roman Reigns gets hit over the head with a sledgehammer. There you go. Uh, sledgehammer is going to come into play. That could yeah, be because it is no holds barred. So. I punched him with a sledgehammer in his hands. That's pickable. <laughs> I my, still to this day my favorite spot that I would love to see him do is when he reaches under the uh, ropes, not under the ropes, under the uh, ring to to reach out for his uh, sledgehammer. Instead, he pulls out a shovel. They should like, just I'm, do it. Yeah, and then he throws the shovel to the side and then pulls out a sledgehammer that I would, I would, I would laugh at huge at that. If they did that, <laughs> maybe he'll do that in the buried alive match. He'll just be like, hey, I'm the only one who could bury somebody around here. Yeah. So you're going with triple H pinning Roman Reigns as the final list match on. Yep. We go. What are your thoughts? I echo exactly what Sean just said. That's it. Yeah. All right. That's going to cover us. I got one more thing we got to talk about this. Did you guys see the contract for this match? That oh, leaked yes. out a picture yeah. of it? <laughs> it was like, WWE is the master of the universe. All hail WWE. Yeah. Really? Yeah. For those who are listening to this on the iTunes and Stitcher versions, instead, the, uh, the Did You Know of the Week is referencing that. Oh. <laughs> 
that was, uh, I don't know why they decided to put that in there, but that is pretty damn funny that they did that. It's in like the footnote too. It's like footnote number one or something. <laughs> Everything else is like perfectly written out of like let it be known that the the evolution and the shield will face each other at this pay per view, whatever. That's just kind of like WWE's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's not PG. Like Drew White with that. Drew White with the the contract. Yeah, it's technically PG 13. (laughs) From the big guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that'll do us in for all the payback stuff. We're going to do one last thing for episode 133, and that's going to be Fantasy League Talk coming up in part 12, and then that'll be it for this episode entirely. Final part here is going to be Fantasy League Talk, so I'm going to pass this over to Mike Payton. Payton. Give us a little breakdown of what's going on. Well, we are in our final week before the next pay-per-view payback. So we certainly got some things to talk about here. And things are interesting because we've had our first change in rankings of the season. You're not going to be too happy to hear this one, Tony. But let me give you the rundown of what things have happened. We got Steven Huego still sitting in last place with 63 points. But let's not forget, it wasn't too long ago he was in the negatives. So I'm sure he's happy to be at that 63. Now in fifth place, Tony's Tykes have dropped down <laughs> with 115 points. And fourth place is Miguel Leon's Team Best for Business with 131 points. Third place, Sean Walker's Team Homeless with 146 points. Woo. In second place, Drew White's to Drew Crew with 207. And still reigning strong in first place, my team, Team Next Gen, with 259 points. Now, remember, at pay-per-views, all point values are going to be doubled, so we can see some huge, impactful changes happening there. But before we do, we got one last chance to move our teams around. So let's go around and see if any of our coaches here have any substitutions they want to put in beforehand. Currently sitting at number one in the waiver wire, actually, because he's made no substitutions this entire session, Miguel Leon. Miguel, you got any trades you're interested in doing? Uh, you guys brought up a good point that you guys don't see them doing much with uh, Cody Rhodes up until about SummerSlam. So, you know, given the Daniel Bryan situation, I feel as though that they're pro- it seems like they might be working up to maybe a losing streak with Cody that leads up to some big matchup. And I honestly can't afford to lose that many points. So given the fact that I can switch back and forth if I need to, I'm going to go for a sucker's bid on this one. I'm going to substitute Cody Rhodes and I'm going to put Kane in that slot. All right. Well, there we go. A trade. Cody Rhodes for Kane, which brings us to our next person in our priority, which is Drew White. Not here. Hasn't submitted anything to me. So we move on to Tony Mango. Tony, any subs you're interested in? I am dropping Brie Bella (laughs) because I think she's going to get fired. Okay. And I'm picking back up The Miz. Oh, very, very safe bet there. Even though he has been on TV, hopefully he will be returning soon. Fucking better. God damn it. Let us announce that he's released. Yeah. <laughs> My luck. It'll be announced that he has an injury and he's released. All right, Sean Walker, anything for you, dude? Oh, yeah. Dropping Zeb Coulter for Del Rio. Really? He's going to hear first. <laughs> wow, scoops, scoops, scoops. All right, well, it's just the same switch. It's funny because I'm looking at my last subs you did, and it was Alberto Del Rio for Zeb Coulter. So I basically just swapped the uh, swapped the okay. squares there. Uh, brings it back to me. I have no trades I'm interested in. Wago, any any trades for you? I'm going to be training La- tra- uh, trading Lana because 
I'm bringing back El Torito to my team so he can pick me up a victory. All right. El Torito on to Team Stoner. <laughs> Brings us back down to Miguel Leon. Any other trades for you, man? No, the Usos have been doing it well for me. Uh, Triple H has been doing well in terms of his appearances. Uh, I'm doing great with Rusev. So I, I'm good with what I got. I think Kane's probably the best case scenario for me. Tony? Um, I'm not 100% sure because I have the wrong roster listed here. What is Wego's team? I had El Torito down already on it. No, he got rid of Torito a while ago. He uh, has John Cena, Randy Orton, Paul Heyman, Rob Van Dam, and Lana. Uh, okay, Paul Torito Heyman. Now. All right, well, then there's nobody that um, he dropped off that I'm interested in. Okay. Uh, and that goes back to Sean. Any other trades for you, man? Oh, I'm up for a swap. If, if that's okay, yeah. You want to offer like a swap with someone else's team? Yeah. Who else run Orton? Me. Uh, Wago does. Dude, do you want anybody on my team? I can give you Del Rio. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to switch that for Bray Wyatt? So, uh, do you want Randy Orton for some cancer? That's what you're pretty much offering <laughs> me with Del Rio. <laughs> you know, to be fair though, if you're desperate to, if you're desperate, you can always take Cody Rhodes off the uh, table. New question in regards to points. Mm-hmm. It's an elimination match. If Orton loses, but the team wins, how does he fare in points? He gets the winning team points. Right. So he doesn't, he doesn't get the victory, but he gets the points for being on the winning team. I'm thinking Bray Wyatt might be better in the long run if you're interested. Stunned mm. silence. <laughs> What, who are you I'll offering? I'll give you Luke Harper. Nope. Oh, well. Um, I guess it's a no-go I'm then. His, I'm not offering Seth Rollins up. No, we... I wasn't about um, Bray. No. Oh, I don't like Bray Wyatt. <laughs> That's the problem, see. I don't, I don't like any of the Wyatts. I don't know why I picked them up. You picked all three of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like them and you picked all three. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep what I got at the moment. All right, Wago, you're the last guy. Any other trades you want to make or subs, I should say? I can't think of anyone decent enough on the roster that I've got faith in, so I'm going to say no. All right, well, we had a ton of trades here. Last ones we got going into payback. Be sure to stay tuned to all the places for all what's going to go down that night because we should see lots of point changes, especially with all these subs we just made. And to do that, stay tuned at keepingkfabe.com or on Keeping Kfabe's official Facebook page. So we're going to roll along here with the plugs, and Wego, you're up first. All right, make sure to tune into Addicted to Anime. We're going to have an announcement for the next date coming up uh, next month. We're going to be reviewing Cowboy Bebop. Uh, to stay tuned on that, just go to uh, facebook.com slash addictedanimefans. Also, check out udmma.com for your mixed martial arts coverage. That's udmma.com, twitter.com slash udmma, and facebook.com slash udmma. Sean? Listen to previous episode. <laughs> good, screw him. Let's move on to mine. That is a good way of doing that. <laughs> Miguel? Uh, check out the Untitled Movie Show every Tuesday night on uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this coming episode, I will not be on. I'm taking another trip to Tampa to uh, celebrate my uh, not only my par- both my parents' birthdays, which is... Uh, which is in the uh, both at the beginning and the end of this month, but I'll also be celebrating Father's Day, so I'll be up in Tampa. So I've got the rest of the crew taking over, and they're going to be doing an episode on studio interference. 
So uh, definitely check that out. And definitely check out this week's episode that we just did. We had a guest on there, uh, Dax Xavier Josiah, who runs the Anime, Comics, Movies, and Game Forum over on Facebook.com, which if you're not familiar with that forum, definitely check it out there as well. So we talked about the summer movie season, so we went in-depth on Godzilla, X-Men Days of Future Past, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and we also talked about upcoming movies that are coming out this summer, uh, all the big-budget ones. So uh, definitely keep in tune with that. Check out this week and next week's shows, The Untitled Movie Show, Tuesday nights, blogtalkradio.com, 8 o'clock p.m. For sure. And Peyton? (laughs) Well, I can assume you're a wrestling fan if you're listening to this, so please check out the other show that's on Smart Out Moment. That's also on Mega Powers Radio. It airs after Monday Night Raw, so I know you're watching that. Before you go to bed, head over to MegapowersRadio.com and join us for the live Megapowers Radio Raw Post Show, the most interactive post-Raw experience out there. We'll have a telephone line you can call in. You can also join us via Skype. Chat room rolling, as always. Many of you have already gone over there and joined us, like Awesome Piano Man, and I should know the names of others. I think Habit Man is there. I can't tell. These names don't cross over the same. JD. (laughs) And we we got lots of other fans over there. Brian the Brain, uh, Joseph Stallman. Lots of shout-outs to everybody. Lots of love, all that. And please join the fun if you're listening here because it's always a good time. Stay tuned to that. And also, if you're listening and you're a Game of Thrones fan, which you're probably not all of you are, but if you are, check out Sand and Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, available on fanboysanonymous.com, where I and a lovely bird talk about all the Game of Thrones episodes every single week. All right, guys. Uh, make sure that you leave those comments. Maybe you'll be this mark my words for next week. Tell us what you think is going to end up happening on the pay-per-view, both here and on smartoutmoment.com. Stay tuned for the pay-per-view coverage. That'll be happening during the pay-per-view, and you can also chat on the sidebar of smartoutmoment.com. Pay attention to those Bleacher Report posts that are going to be coming up as well. And that'll do us in for episode 133. For everybody on this podcast and for all those that couldn't be here as well, thank you for listening in. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out. I thought outros were only true in fairy tales Meant for someone else, but not for me Oh, but Bo was out to get me That's the way it seems Encouraging me to chase my dreams Then I saw his face Now I'm a believer Not a trace Of doubt in myself I'm in love I'm a believer I'm an achiever If I try (laughs) You've outdone it You've outdone uh, the other one (laughs) That was beautiful Thank you